Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to The Liz Wheeler Show. This is one of the most exciting videos that I have seen all week. Writer Chadwick Moore, you may be familiar with him. He used to be a regular guest on Tucker Carlson. He's writing what he calls the definitive biography of Tucker Carlson. And honestly, before we even show this video, my first reaction to this was, what a time to be publishing a book. His publication date's in like July, July 18th, I think it is. And I thought, okay, so usually how the process goes when you write a book is you spend the probably nine to 12 months prior to publication writing the book. And the manuscript is complete I don't know, four or five months before publication date, but imagine spending all this time. He said he's been embedded with Tucker and his family for a year. Imagine spending all this time writing a book only to have Tucker Carlson fired. You basically have to start over and rewrite this whole book. We're gonna actually be talking to Chadwick Moore on this show on Friday. So make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, on Rumble so that you could hear all the behind the scenes stuff, uh, what's been going on, crazy stuff over there. But his video, his video that he dropped today, he was not only dropping this video to announce the book, he said there's information that he has access to because he has access to Tucker and Tucker's inner circle that cannot wait to be published until July 18th. And that information is related to why Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox News. Now, last week, you and I talked about uh, the new reports, why Tucker Carlson was fired from Fox News. There's been a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of reports. There's been a lot of discussion. A lot of people are very interested in why Tucker was fired. The latest report kind of moved away from saying, oh, Rupert Murdoch didn't like Tucker Carlson because his ex-fiance kind of worshiped Tucker a little bit too much and it creeped Rupert Murdoch out and the Jesus stuff added to it. Those, those rumors have kind of died down and the latest reports have credibility. The latest reports say that part of the Dominion Voting Systems settlement with Fox News, even if it wasn't written out explicitly in the settlement, um, was a condition that Tucker Carlson be fired. James O'Keefe had an undercover journalist meet up with a Fox News producer unbeknownst to the Fox News producer, of course, he was being recorded on undercover video. And that Fox News producer said, yeah, that's the scuttlebutt at Fox. That's what we're learning inside, that it was some somehow related to this settlement. We're not exactly sure the legality of it, but somehow related to the settlement between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News required that Tucker Carlson get the boot. Well, Chad McMore adds a little bit more information to that, and we're going to watch that video together today. Also, a huge, huge bombshell exclusive coming from The Daily Signal. Mary Margaret Olihan over at The Daily Signal obtained the employee handbook inside Fox News, and inside this employee handbook is information on the gender, the so-called gender transition policy at Fox. You and I think of Fox, or we have for decades, thought of Fox as being a bulwark against radical leftism, a stalwart of conservatism. But according to this employee handbook, Fox News is exactly the opposite. Fox News is not only complicit, neutral, vanilla, bought into the radical leftist gender ideology, but they're actually facilitating transgender transitions in the workplace for Fox News employees. So we're going to look at the kind of grotesque details. It's really I think it shakes us a little bit to see an institution that we thought of as a place that we could rely on for truth, for reality, to push back against the left, 
falling to the very same poisonous ideology that the left is aiming at us and especially aiming at our young people and our children. We're also going to talk about Hillary Clinton today. Hillary Clinton says that, yes, age is an issue when it comes to Joe Biden, but she's still going to vote for him anyway. We're going to talk about all that and more right now. Let's get to it. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Okay, this video from Chadwick Moore. Chadwick Moore is a writer. You're probably familiar with him. He's pretty prominent. He works for The Spectator. He writes for The Spectator. He also was on Tucker Carlson's show on Fox before Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox. He was a regular on that show. And he announced today that he's writing the definitive biography of Tucker Carlson, which I find interesting because when you are as prominent as Tucker Carlson, there are a lot of people that are gonna write a lot of things about you. There are a lot of people that you've associated with in your life that don't really know you, that will pretend to know you in order to get a quote to a journalist that may not be friendly. So biographies that are official biographies, and by that I mean endorsed by the subject, when Tucker Carlson, for example, allowed Chadwick Moore access to him and his family and his photographs and his documents to write this biography, I find that interesting. I plan on reading this book, especially because Chadwick Moore says there's information that he couldn't wait to put in the book. He had to release it now, given this legal battle that's happening between Tucker Carlson and Fox News that I know we all are very interested in following, not just because it's gossip, not just because it's juicy stuff happening in our industry, but because we all have this kind of gut feeling that there's more to this story. We have a feeling that there's something else at play in why Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. It was so abrupt. It was without reason. It was, many people didn't see it coming. Most people didn't see it coming. Tucker Carlson reportedly didn't see it coming. And Fox News has been so strange in their behavior since then with the leaking of the videos of Tucker Carlson behind the scenes to Media Matters. I know Fox denies that they leaked those videos, but big eye roll there. I'm not sure. I, I for one, don't really believe that they were not the ones leaking it. I think it's pretty obvious that they were. Then the New York Times getting that text message of Tucker Carlson's that was even redacted in a court document. Okay, so who's the one that gave it to the New York Times? Well, it was either Fox News or it was Dominion Voting Systems. And it kind of seems like there's some kind of power play that's happening between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News. Where that legal settlement ends and where this weird power struggle or this, this coercion, this, this very strange relationship ends, that's, I think, what a lot of us aren't sure about. But Chadwick Moore released this video saying that sources that are 
accurate sources that know have assured him that there is a real reason that Tucker Carlson was fired. And I'm going to let, uh, let's listen to Chadwick together as he explains it. Hey guys, Chadwick Moore here. I'm the author of a new biography about Tucker Carlson titled Tucker. I have spent the last year researching and writing this book. And during that time, I've gotten to know Tucker, his family, his friends, and his staff very well. In fact, I've gotten to know Tucker the person, not the caricature that his enemies try to portray. I was working closely with Tucker when he was taken off the air by Fox. And as some of you know, I was also a regular on his show. And I happened to be a guest on the final episode of the show, which was on April 21st. I've also seen the monologue that Tucker planned to deliver on Monday, April 24th, before his show was abruptly taken off the air. That monologue dealt with, among other things, investigations around January 6th, and particularly Ray Epps, the only person captured on video inciting people to violence at the Capitol that day, and allegedly an FBI informant who still has not been arrested or charged. Ironically, a good part of the monologue also dealt with the people and forces that are trying to silence him, like AOC and others in government. It has now been reported that his firing was a condition demanded by Dominion as part of the settlement with Fox. Although Dominion has denied this, my sources have intimate knowledge of the situation and they have assured me, even before this news leaked, that that is in fact the truth. If that is true, it would mean that a small group of people who have a controlling interest in Dominion have managed to silence what is arguably the most important and influential conservative voice in the country, possibly until after the next presidential election. Knowing Tucker as I do, I'm confident that he will not be silenced, as I'm sure all of you are as well. If you're interested in knowing more, if you want to know about who Tucker is, about his history, his passions, and what motivates him, Again, the title of the book is Tucker, and it's available for pre-order now at tuckerthebook.com or wherever books are sold. This is why we all suspect that there's more to the story of why Fox News fired Tucker Carlson. It, it kind of rocks people's worlds. I mean, it's not just me. I grew up watching Fox News, and I honestly haven't turned on Fox News, I don't think even once, since Tucker Carlson was fired, but this is why we all suspect, is there something bigger at play here? Has Fox News become a captured institution? We talk about captured institutions all the time. We talk about the CDC, we talk about the NIH, we talk about the public school system, we talk about the administrative state at large, we talk about wokeism infiltrating everything from corporations to classrooms to the medical industry. It's really creepy to think of the, this, this poisonous ideology, this wokeism, which is just a euphemism for communism, being the controlling ideology, having its, its hand around the throat of these institutions. And so when I hear things, like when I watched this video from Chadwick Moore, I thought, okay, well, maybe my feeling, my gut feeling that there's something else going on here isn't entirely off. Because if this is in fact true, if there's some even, even non- written contract type of agreement between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News that part of the settlement required them to silence Tucker Carlson, 
I mean, that's beyond troubling. It's, it's not only immoral and unethical, it reminds us of exactly what James O'Keefe exposed last week when he had his undercover journalist talking to the Fox News producer, recording the Fox News producer undercover. They were at a restaurant. The Fox News producer didn't know he was being recorded. And he talks about who's running the PR, the public relations, who's setting the narrative for Dominion voting systems. And it's a man named Michael LaRosa. Michael LaRosa previously served as Jill Biden, First Lady Jill Biden's press secretary in the Biden administration in Joe Biden's White House. He quit that job, started his own PR firm. It's called Penta. Another primary client is Dominion Voting Systems. This is just a little bit too close of a connection to be a coincidence. This is a little bit too close of a connection not to mean anything especially when what happened when Fox News fired Tucker Carlson, when it happened the way that it happened, where all of a sudden, abruptly, right before Tucker Carlson was supposed to deliver a monologue about January 6th, about Ray Epps, all of a sudden he had to get off the air right then. He couldn't even, couldn't even deliver that monologue. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's almost unheard of, right? I mean, when people like, when other people on cable news get fired, like Don Lemon, who was fired on the same day, let's use his, him as an example, we all knew he was going to be fired because there was a buildup to it. There was information that dropped over the course of weeks that he was sexist, that he was degrading of people, that he was difficult to work with. We saw this on air. He was racist towards Vivek Ramaswamy when he had him on the show. He, he was extremely misogynistic towards Nikki Haley in front of his two female co-hosts talking about women being past their prime if they're not in their 20s anymore. Just insanely sexist things. Like we all saw that Don Lemon's firing was coming, but Tucker Carlson's, we didn't see coming. So when I hear this from Chadwick Moore, I think, okay, well, we're not completely off here and we are going to keep following this story because if Fox News is a captured institution, we need to understand it immediately so that we don't fall prey to listening to narratives that are created by, I don't know whether it's the board of directors, I don't know whether it's the executives, I don't know whether it's the owners, but people who do not share the values of the viewers that they're pretending to serve. There's a huge disconnect between what viewers or prior viewers, former viewers of Fox News want and what Fox News is producing. And it doesn't seem like it's just isolated Tucker Carlson. I mentioned before that over at the Daily Signal, Mary Margaret Olihan has a bombshell exclusive coming out of Fox News. Um, and by the way, guys, by the way, if you could take a moment and sign up for my brand new email newsletter, you can go to lizwheeler.com, drop me your email address. When we talk about topics like this, especially when it comes to social media censorship, 
I never know when I'm going to be censored. We try not to trigger the YouTube overlords into kicking us off, but let's be real, it's gonna happen sooner rather than later. I wanna stay in touch with you. I know there's hundreds of thousands of you who have hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, and I wanna stay in touch with you. So go to lizwheeler.com, sign up for my email newsletter. Today, for example, I sent out um, an email to you about the latest in the Target boycott drama. One of the designers of their so-called pride collection, the individual that's designing these products for children on his Instagram, he is a Satanist, an actual Satanist. And he has a t-shirt design that says, Satan loves pronouns and other absolutely grotesque, outright evil merchandise that he's creating for children that Target is putting in his store. That's what I sent in my email newsletter today. Really valuable stuff. So go to lizwheeler.com, sign up for that newsletter. All right, The Daily Signal has a bombshell exclusive from Inside Fox News regarding the employee handbook for Fox News employees. You'd think Fox News would be a conservative workplace since they are ostensibly a conservative news organization. But according to Mary Margaret Olihan, the journalist for The Daily Signal, that's not the case at all, especially when it comes to radical gender theory. So we're gonna read a little bit of what's inside the Fox News employee handbook just to demonstrate that maybe what's happening with Tucker isn't an isolated incident. Maybe what's happening with Tucker is the outgrowth of a deeper ideological difference, an ideological divide between Fox News executives and the viewers that have for decades now counted on Fox News to stick to reality. Okay, so let's bring up this, this piece of reporting from Mary Margaret Olihan at The Daily Signal. This is what she writes about the Fox News employee handbook. She says, Fox News employees, are allowed to use bathrooms that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex and permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender. They must also be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace. Sounds pretty radical to me. I mean, this is what I would expect out of what maybe Bud Light now out of Target, but Fox News, yikes. Olihan writes, these are just a few of the policies outlined in the company handbook dated January of 2021, a copy of which was shared with the Daily Signal. Fox also offers to help employees come up with a quote-unquote workplace transition plan to ease their gender transition at work. They want you to think it's this place that supports traditionally conservative values, a former producer for Tucker Carlson tonight told the Daily Signal, but in reality, they're pushing this nonsense behind the scenes. A source who still works at Fox News told The Daily Signal that after Carlson's show was canceled in April, producers for the new 8 p.m. Fox News Tonight program were told not to bash Mulvaney, that's Dylan Mulvaney. That directive came from high-level executives, the source said. Fox News did not respond to The Daily Signal's multiple requests for comments, which, by the way, I find to be particularly telling because if this were not true, or if it was a truly conservative organization dedicated to reality, they would immediately explain this away or immediately deny this because it's so very egregious. Instead, the Daily Signal reports, under the category gender transition, Fox's employee handbook promises the company is dedicated to expanding and strengthening efforts to sustain a more inclusive work environment. The Fox Employee Handbook is posted on Workday where employees can see company guidelines or policies, a former employee told The Daily Signal. Employees who are transitioning their gender have the right to be open about their transition if they so choose, this is what the policy says, and to work in an environment free of harassment, discrimination, or retaliation, and without fear of consequence or transphobia for living, living openly. Wouldn't you love to ask the Fox News executives what how, how they define the word transphobia? If men who identify as women have a right to be in Fox News as a workplace and be free from quote unquote transphobia, what does that mean? 
because the left defines transphobia as anything other than full capitulation to the queer theory identity. For example, the left says that you and I are transphobic because we say a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and you can't switch genders based on identification, on social transition, on pharmacological intervention, or on mutilating surgery. That, according to the left, makes us transphobic. So wouldn't you like to know how Fox News defines transphobic? Because it seems that their policy excludes people like us with religious or scientific beliefs about the reality of gender. The Daily Signal goes on and says, citing the Human Rights Campaign, one of the most prominent LGBTQ organizations in the country, the Fox Handbook defines a slew of LGBTQ terms, including cisgender, gender expression, gender fluid, gender identity, gender nonconforming, gender transition, LGBTQ, non-binary, and transgender. For the past several years, Fox received a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign's Corporate Equality Index, quote, the nation's foremost benchmarking survey and report measuring corporate policies and practices related to LGBTQ plus workplace equality. A former Fox News employee told the Daily Signal that the company frequently mentions this perfect score in employee training materials. What's funny about this is this CEI, this corporate equity index or corporate equality index, this is what got Bud Light in trouble. Bud Light in pursuing a perfect score, a 100 rating from the Human Rights Campaign Corporate Equity Index, that's the reason that they partnered with Dylan Mulvaney. That's the reason that they printed Dylan Mulvaney's face on that can and sent it to Dylan Mulvaney. That's the reason that they refused to apologize. They refused to acknowledge the reality of what they did and the grotesque thing that they promoted because they want the same, this same equality index from the Human Rights Campaign. This is what the Daily Signal says. Fox News devotes hours of programming to attacking woke companies, but ironically, Fox is as woke as the rest of them. Another former Fox News employee told The Daily Signal, emphasizing that Fox viewers would be astonished to find out what the company is like. Now, here's the caveat, right? Fox's policies appear to be aligned with the legal requirements in New York City, where the company is headquartered, as well as California, where a large number of its employees work. The New York City human rights law requires employers to use the name, pronouns, and title with which a person identifies, regardless of their biological sex. It is a violation of the New York City human rights law to intentionally or repeatedly refuse to use a person's preferred name, pronouns, or title. Additionally, the New York City law requires that people be permitted to use single gender facilities, such as restrooms or locker rooms, that most closely align with their gender, regardless of their gender expression, sex assigned at birth, anatomy, medical history, or the sex or gender indicated with their identification. Now, some people might say, well, this is a pretty significant caveat because what if Fox News being, being headquartered in New York City and located, a large part of their workforce is located in California, what if they're simply legally required to adhere to the laws of the blue states where they are? What if it's not their choice to do this? And my response to this would be twofold. First of all, it's arguably this law is not constitutional and a truly based truly conservative organization would contest this. They would not uh, apply it and they would contest it in a court of law. And secondly, all Fox News would have to say if in fact they were just adhering to uh, the legal requirements of New York City is, yes, this is in our handbook because this is the law of New York City because it's a very blue state. This obviously does not align with our ideology. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But they haven't done both things, so you can be the one to decide, is this a real caveat? Are they just abiding by this law? Or is this something that is indicative of a deeper problem? I can tell you what I think. I think it's indicative of a deeper problem, but you're entitled to your own opinion if you disagree. I suspect a lot of us are feeling the same way. Here's the last part of this that I want to read. This is from the Daily Signal. Employees who are attempting transitions are encouraged to, quote, inform and educate their coworkers about their experience. This, according to the Fox policy obtained by the Daily Signal, which emphasizes that only transitioning employees may disclose that they are trying to change their biology, and anyone who might know about their colleague's gender transition must respect the person's right to privacy. Fox's handbook notes that the man or woman attempting to transition may find the experience stressful and trying, and states that with advanced preparation, the road for someone to be able to express their true self can be made smoother. Fox also offers to help employees come up with a workplace gender transition plan. During the initial and any subsequent meetings, you and the company should develop and maintain a workplace transition plan, the handbook says. This plan will outline the steps that need to be taken to ensure a successful transition at work. Those steps include when employees want to start using a different bathroom, aligning with their gender identity, and assuming a new gender identity at work. It also provides employees with time off for treatments, possibly hormonal treatments like testosterone and estrogen, or medical procedures, such as the removal of breasts or testicles, facial feminization or masculization, or the creation of fake genitalia. Can you believe that this is out of Fox News? This is something I would expect out of CNN, something that I certainly would expect out of MSNBC, but out of Fox News, holy macaroni. This is a workplace transition plan that Fox News will help facilitate the transgender transition of their employees. This comes, maybe maybe this is no surprise to you. Maybe you've noticed the same pattern that I have noticed over the course of the past couple of years, Fox News has begun to use um, the quote unquote preferred pronouns of the subjects of many of their articles. For example, when they're talking about Dylan Mulvaney, they write articles using female pronouns. When they write articles about the University of Pennsylvania swimmer, Will Thomas, who identifies as Leah Thomas, they use female pronouns for Thomas as well. This is something a lot of us have noticed, something that troubles a lot of us. This comes on the heels, I think it was two, maybe three years ago in the springtime that Fox News aired a package, meaning a short short, uh, uh, news blurb, highlighting and celebrating a child, a child under the age of 10 who was transitioned um, by the parents, and this package praised the parents for transing their small child. So not the first indication that Fox News has maybe become captured by queer theory, by radical gender theory, but certainly gives us more evidence to wonder what exactly was or is at play uh, in this ongoing saga between Fox News and Tucker Carlson, 
like I said, we're going to talk to Chadwick more later in the week on this show. We're going to hear all the behind the scenes that went into writing this book. It's going to be great. So make sure you subscribe to the show so that you do not miss that. Um, let's talk about Fox News ratings really quickly before we get into Hillary Clinton's latest opinion on Joe Biden's age. Okay, so interesting thing to note before we move on to Hillary Clinton is Fox News ratings. Fox News ratings, it's been about a month since Fox News fired Tucker Carlson, and this is what The Wrap reported about the 8 p.m. hour, the ratings for Tucker Carlson's old hour compared to other news networks. This is what they said. Whereas Carlson's second to last week on the network from April 10th through April 14th averaged 3.19 million total viewers, and his last week on the network averaged 3.02 million total viewers, the three weeks since rotating hosts took over the 8 p.m. hour have averaged 1.53 million total viewers in that time slot. This is according to Nielsen Live plus same day figures, marking a 52% and 49.3% decrease in total viewership respectively. Whoa, a 52% decrease. Now, to be fair, when a host who is a star like Tucker Carlson leaves, there's always a viewership vacuum, a dip before a new show has been launched. But this significant of one, I don't know. I don't know, I think Fox News executives might be counting on a recovery, counting on Fox News viewers coming back, and I'm not convinced that they're going to. And I'm not convinced that they should, given these other things that we are finding out about Fox News. This is, what, this is what's reported. Kilmeade, Brian Kilmeade, he was the one who hosted the 8 p.m. hour the first week after Tucker Carlson was fired. Kilmeade brought in 1.65 million total viewers on average during his week hosting. Um, the others followed trailed Kilmeade, 1.5 million and 1.42 million. That spells serious trouble to Fox News. This is what I meant before when I said that Fox News executives are disconnected from their viewership. Fox News viewers are looking for reality. They're looking for truth. They're looking for the information and the stories that the mainstream media doesn't believe they have a right to know. And if they find out that the Fox News executives are actively doing the work of radical leftists, they are censoring Tucker Carlson, for one, because Tucker Carlson is pushing back against the January 6th narrative that's coming from the Biden administration, that Dominion, about election integrity and Dominion voting systems and all of that. This is, this is a calculation that reminds me of the calculation that happened inside of Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, and Bud Light when they decided to partner with Dylan Mulvaney. Like, do you not know your audience? Do you not value your audience? Do you have no respect for the people who make your business possible? They are consumers, and they are loyal to you because of what you are providing to them, not because of some familial relationship where they will stick with you through thick and thin. They shouldn't even stick with you through thick and thin. They should stick with you only if you are providing to them a service, a valuable good and service that's that, that creates a mutually beneficial transaction in the market. But if Fox News becomes just a softer version of CNN or MSNBC, then why should people return? Fox News is playing with fire right now. They are, they are, I can't even describe the, the level of influence that Fox has had over on, on conservative politics in the last decades. They're a tremendous, powerful influence. I don't want Fox News to fail, but I don't want Fox News now pretending to be what Fox News was to succeed based just on a, a, their a perceived legacy. I want them to stand up for reality. 
And I don't want viewers to get lulled into thinking that, well, they're gonna bring in another host that'll do a great job even if they fire Tucker Carlson. No, it's critically important that we find out why Fox News fired Tucker Carlson because if it's for the reason that it is looking like, then that's gonna change our calculation about whether we ever turn on that channel again. Okay, Hillary Clinton was asked today or yesterday, was asked yesterday about whether Joe Biden's age was a concerning factor in his reelection campaign. And this is how she answered the question. Take a listen. Now there was that heart stopping moment where he almost fell over coming downstairs a day or two ago. He didn't use the railings. Jill wasn't there with him. Every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth because these things could be consequential. Is that a concern? And we've had presidents who've fallen before who were a lot younger um, and people didn't go into you know, heart palpitations. His age is an issue, and people have every right to consider it. But, you know, he has this great saying, and, and you know, I think he's right. You know, he, you know, don't judge him by running against the almighty, but against the alternative. I think Hillary Clinton's a fine one to talk about heart palpitations. Maybe the only reason she doesn't suffer from them is because she's obviously hyperdosed on beta bloggers every time she's on stage. This glazed overlook, speaking too slowly to try to make her a little bit more likable. The inside baseball is that politicians who are weird on stage are often drugged because they're nervous about public speaking. Hillary Clinton, however, she did say one thing that I kind of agree with. I, I don't agree with her philosophy, her ideology, her corruption, or the fact that she's evil. But I do think she accurately diagnosed the behavior of some liberal voters, some Democrat voters, and how they will behave in the 2024 election. And that is, well, they might not like Biden. His age might be an obvious concern to everyone that can see. But at the same time, if these liberal voters are radically pro-abortion, if they want to mutilate children's bodies in the name of queer theory, if they believe that all white people are racist, even if they have to pay more for gas, even if their groceries are more expensive, even if there's violent crime in cities all across the country, even if our border is being overrun right now, they're still gonna vote for Joe Biden because the left has successfully demonized President Trump to the point where even voters have Trump derangement syndrome. This isn't just leftists on Twitter. This isn't just the personalities on MSNBC who melt down at the very idea of Trump. It's not just Caitlin Collins. She's actually an example of what the left has done to Democrat voters. And so I worry that Hillary Clinton is actually correct, that she accurately diagnosed the fact that, yeah, everyone sees that Joe Biden is a doddering, senile old man who shouldn't be allowed to drive, let alone pilot the most powerful nation in the history of the world. But will voters switch their votes just because of that? I don't know. I don't think so. It's actually why I don't think that targeting Biden's age is a good campaign strategy because I don't think that anything less than moral issues appealing to people's deepest values and their deepest sense of what's right and what's wrong and what's just and what's unjust will actually cause formerly Democrat voters, maybe even independents who, who lean left, to switch their vote to a Republican. Complaining about someone doddering might be entertaining, but it's not gonna be changing people's votes. So Republican Senator Tim Scott threw his hat into the ring for the 2024 Republican primary. And the reason that we're talking about this at the end of the show is because it's boring. And with all due respect to Senator Scott, not a lot of people really care that, that he's running for president. I am not a fan of Senator Tim Scott. I don't know him personally, so I'm sure he's a lovely person. His politics, however, are the politics of the squishy Republican establishment, and I don't have time for that. 
I have no interest in supporting a candidate who has caved to the radical left the way that Senator Tim Scott has caved. And what's worse is not just as that he's a milk toast Republican. The fact of the matter is, is he doesn't understand that. It's not like he's, say, like a Tulsi Gabbard who doesn't claim to be very, very Republican. She's just not a woke leftist. So she actually does occupy this sort of center ground because that's what her moral values dictate. That's not what Senator Scott is doing. Senator Scott occupies the milk toast area of Republicanism because he doesn't understand the reality of the political enemy that we're facing. So how is he going to fight back against it if he can't define what it is he's fighting? Now, what he said on, on the stage this morning, and I want to watch, I want to watch this video with you, but what he said on this stage wasn't offensive. It wasn't idiotic. It was just something that might have worked in Republican circles 30 years ago. But even if it worked 30 years ago, it wasn't a good idea. It's actually viewpoints like this that have that have allowed the left to capture our institutions. So Maybe when we listen to this together, you're going to listen to it and think, well, there's nothing wrong with what he said. And that's true. There's nothing wrong with what he said. But the fact that he stopped where he stopped is hugely problematic. And I will lay out exactly why after we watch this video together. This was Tim Scott's announcement. Grievous or greatness. greatness. I choose freedom and hope an opportunity. Don't you choose it with me. Yes! You join me as messengers of hope, as visionaries that believe that the strength of our ideas can change our nation again. I will. Let's go. Okay, listen, I have nothing against Tim Scott personally. Like I said, I don't know him. He's probably a lovely person. The reason I'm so hard on politicians is because they're all doing it wrong. They all need to be criticized in order to be effective because right now they're not effective. They're not protecting our country from the domestic enemy that we are facing. And Tim Scott, unfortunately, is in that category. Listen, when the, the words that he said on that stage, victimhood or victory, and the crowd chanted victory. He then said, grievance or greatness, and the crowd chanted greatness. I agree with all of that. That's good, that's good stuff. That's stuff that you should be teaching your children. It's stuff that we should be instilling in, in, in school children and the next generation of Americans. That's properly ordered life that he's talking about, not to elevate victims and celebrate victimhoods, not to be a society of grievances where we're constantly at each other's throat, but to, but to aspire for everyone to be great. That's good stuff. Everyone loves that. That's, 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 that's correct. That's great. However, however, the way that Tim Scott or the, the, the way that he's missing the point here is that our campaign system is not, is not a system anymore where two political candidates are speaking to the same crowd and it's whichever one presents the best ideas and eloquently explains what they can do to best serve the voters. And whichever one of those, those two people has the best presentation and most convincingly presents it, wins the votes. 
That's not how it works anymore. It actually almost doesn't matter what a lot of voters think because the institutions that govern our nation are not the democratic institutions that we think about. The institutions that are making decisions about our way of life are things like the administrative state. We're not voting for the people in the administrative state. They are swamp creatures that can't be fired that have been placed there by radical leftists sometimes decades ago. And outside of government, we have the teachers unions that control what is being poured into the minds of our sons and daughters in the public school system. And we don't vote for Randy Weingarten, but she's the one that's controlling what goes into the minds of our children in a government-run school system or in the medical industry, right? The CDC and Big Pharma and the American Medical Association and the, the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics. These organizations decide how people are supposed to parent, what kind of medical procedures should be on a regular schedule, how we should react to things like gender dysphoria and other gender disorders, and promoting, by the way, the quote-unquote gender-affirming model. These are not, these people that have captured our institutions are not the people we're voting for. And so you can vote for someone like Tim Scott based on what he's saying because you agree that, yes, it's a good character quality to embrace victory over victimhood, to embrace greatness over grievance. Those are good character qualities, but it doesn't matter if the institutions are captured. And so any politician that is still campaigning like it's 1975, where all you have to talk about is the American spirit and recapturing the exceptionalism that embodies our nation doesn't understand that like, listen, our election system is not a system that you can be confident in the integrity of it, right? You can't be confident that people's voices are even going to be heard in the, in, in, through their vote, right? And even if we have elected officials, we can't be confident that the swamp creatures that are actually making the rules that govern our lives aren't violating our fundamental rights and doing it. So, I, like I said, I have nothing personal against Tim Scott. He's probably a very nice person. He was also the largest pharma recipient, the largest the, the recipient who got the largest amount of money from pharma when, he's, when in Congress in the second half of 2021. Color me just a little skeptical of any member of Congress who holds this distinction. That's a lot of money. Uh, almost $100,000 from big pharma. He also has worked with Cory Booker on police reform. It's like, Cory Booker, come on. No. You don't work with Cory Booker if you're, a, if you're a super serious person on police reform, of all things. And Tim Scott, in the Senate, stopped, he, he stopped two different judicial nominees of President Trump. One, because um, the judicial nominee supported voter ID laws in North Carolina, which is the most common sense, non-racist thing possible. And the other one, he did not support, he refused to support because that judicial nominee had written a paper in college opposing the leftist redefinition of what diversity is. So forgive me if I don't think that Tim Scott has, has demonstrated that he understands the reality of the political enemy that we face. I could be wrong. He could, he, could, he could start talking differently, but I do judge people based on their actions and not based on their words. And Tim Scott's actions have not impressed me as the person who can take down the Marxists and the communists that have captured our civil and government institutions and seek to topple the United States of America. When I think of a fighter, when I think of someone who would, who would lead 
um, lead our country away from communism, someone who is unafraid to topple those Marxists and has the ability to do so, it is not Tim Scott. Guys, 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 before we go, do not forget to sign up for my email newsletter. It's brand new, super excited about it. Today's uh, email to you guys was all about the Satanist, the actual Satanist. He worships Satan, who is designing the pride collection that's aimed at children that Target is displaying for June, which they have said is Pride Month. So go to lizwheeler.com, drop me your email address so we can stay in touch. I got good information, good articles that I'm reading, um, all kinds of good stuff for you. LizWheeler.com, so we can stay in touch because you never, big tech, you know, you never know when they're going to cut us out and we don't want to be cut off from you. So LizWheeler.com, drop me your email address. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.